Hey there! For the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about strategies that you can use to actively engage as an expert so that you don't have to launch your next product to crickets. In today's episode, I'm going to take you behind the scenes of my five-figure summit, which is a strategy that I chose to use in order to launch my course, Comma Money Month. So get ready and tune in for the good, the bad, the ugly for the complete behind the scenes of the Edupreneur Success Summit. Let's do it. Hey there, I'm Erica Terry, a former high school teacher turned CEO, and I help educators just like you to turn their classroom knowledge and experience into a profitable online business where you're using your unique gifts and amazing skills to empower teachers all over the world. Each week, I'll be providing you with simple, actionable steps that equip you to create multiple streams of income as an entrepreneur. So if you're an ambitious educator that's ready to grow an online business and create a life that you love, then you're definitely in the right place. So turn up the volume and let's get started. This is the Classroom to CEO podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Classroom to CEO podcast. I'm your host, Erica Terry, and I am super excited that you're here with me today. Many of you joined me at the end of August for the Edupreneur Success Summit. And though the summit was a total success, I mean, it was rewarding to the participants that were super engaged and excited about turning their classroom knowledge and experience into a profitable online business, which is what all of the sessions touched upon. But it was also a rewarding experience for me. I was able to actively engage as an expert to get to know the attendees on a whole new level. And also, I was able to earn five figures, which was super exciting. And so choosing to do an online virtual summit was a whole lot of work. It was so crazy. But at the end of the day, those five days were a blast. I had a great time and everyone that was there and logging in every day and um, participating in the Facebook group, we had a good time and we got to establish relationships that have continued well beyond the summit itself. I loved hosting a summit. I'm going to be hosting the winter version of the Entrepreneur Success Summit December 27th. The pre-party is starting and then we are going to be having our summit December 28th through the 30th and we're going to end it with our vision board party that's going to take us into 2021. And so you definitely, if you missed the first one, don't fret because you can join us at the end of December for the winter edition of the Entrepreneur Success Summit, which you can learn more about, plus get information about the summer edition and the fabulous speakers that we had by visiting www.edupreneursuccess.com.
I am so excited about it. If you thought the summer edition was good, just wait to see what we have in store for the winter edition of the Edupreneur Success Summit. I hope you guys will meet me there because we are going to go into 2021 making it the best year ever and turning our classroom knowledge and experience into a profitable online business. So with that being said, we are going to dive right into five lessons that I learned as being a first-time host. But before I dive into the five lessons that I learned, let me just share with you how I even got to the place that I decided that I was going to host an online summit because there's someone that needs to hear this. I can't remember if it was maybe March or April. I was really thinking about which direction did I want to take my business. And at the same time that I was thinking about the direction that I wanted to take my business, I kept getting questions about my website. Who designed your website? What platform are you using? Um, I just kept getting questions about it. And so considering the fact that I had designed my own website, I created all of the pages by myself. I had this idea that I would start consulting and taking on jobs to help people with their Kajabi website. So um, someone, I was in a group and she had put a question out there about Kajabi and I just thought I was answering the question. I didn't realize at the time that she was actually looking for someone um, to help her with her website. And as we talked more, she told me that she was hosting a summit. She needed someone to help her um, do the back end work of the summit in Kajabi. Um, we, you know, brokered a deal. I'm like, sure, I can help you. And so that was my first peek at what the behind the scenes of a summit it consists of. Um, how to, you know, I got to be in her Facebook group. I got to experience and see how she was able to bring the speakers together and collect all of the presentations in advance. And so doing that work with her made me have the idea that I could host the summit. And for those that have worked closely with me, um, they know that once I get an idea, I'm not really the type of person that sits on it too long. I kind of just jump in there, take action, do it, make it happen, and learn the lessons from it. And so that's what you're going to get today. Those lessons that I learned by just jumping in there, taking action, um, and making it happen. And so for those of you that may be listening right now, that are confused or, you know, just really knowing that you have potential, your business has potential to go to the next level, to have those comma money months that I like to call them, where you're making a thousand dollars or more in a month, having those five figure months where you're making 10,000 or more in a month, or even six, seven figure months, wherever you are in your business, if you've been really racking your brain on which direction to go next. Just go with the flow. Don't, you know, put all of this effort trying to um, 
create the perfect path. Because what I learned is that if you keep showing up every day and doing the work, doors are going to open for you that you would have never been able to plan out. Doors are going to open for you that are beyond what you can even imagine as you're listening to this right now. And so I want to encourage you to just keep showing up, keep doing the work. Don't try to figure it all out. There is no way when I decided to take on this job did I think that I would be hosting a summit and earning five figures from it. Like that hosting an online summit was nowhere even in my mind. And so for me to be able to pull it off like several months later, her summit was in June. I finished up that work and started working on mine, um, which was at the end of August. And I pulled it off and it worked. So don't fret. Don't get stressed out trying to figure it out. Just show up, do the work. And I promise you that doors will open and you will figure out where to take your business. So with all of that said, I hope that that helped somebody out there. Um, And if it did, let me know. I always um, love getting emails, Erica at classroomceo.com, where people share with me how they've been impacted. And so, you know, if you've been confused trying to figure it out, and now you know, just show up, take action, then hit me up. Let me know. Hit me up in my DMs at Erica Terry CEO. Let me know that you are ready to take it to the next level. So with that being said, I'm sharing with you today the five lessons that I learned learned from hosting my online summit. So number one, I told you that I wrapped up working with her at the end of June um, and I decided that I could do this. I can host a summit. And so I started blind pitching speakers, edupreneurs that I knew that were successful, but most of them I did not have a relationship with prior to the summit. But I sent them an email anyways, asking if they wanted to participate. I thought about the amount of um, work that it would take, how long it would take me to get that work done. I looked at my my calendar, which as a consultant, my calendar is different from um, my audience, which is which are typically educators that are still working in schools and in districts. And so my first lesson learned was not to choose the dates of your summit based on your schedule. Choose it based on the schedule of your audience. I made the mistake of hosting my summit the last week of August, which many teachers, my audience, were either going back to school that week or, you know, they were going back to school the week before. Um, And so they were busy. And with it being COVID, right, and a lot of them were going back online, trying to figure out how to teach online, like, 
the last week in August was the worst time to be um, hosting a summit for educators. And so um, though we had great attendance, like I said, it resulted in five figures. I know that had I chosen a date in the summer, June or July, while teachers were out of school, that that attendance probably would have been double what we were able to get. I got so many emails, so many messages on my Facebook uh, from educators that wanted to attend, but just were overwhelmed by the opening of school. And so the first lesson, if you're thinking about hosting a summit, thinking about hosting a boot camp, or any of the other strategies that we talked about to actively engage as an expert, you want to make sure that you choose the date Um, that works for your audience and not just the date, but one of the important parts of showing up and actively engaging as an expert is to be going live and interacting with your audience. So not only do you want to choose the right dates, but make sure you're showing up at times that your audience is available. So most of us work with educators. That means that if you're hosting a summit or you're hosting a boot camp, you don't want to go live first thing in the morning or at lunch while they're still at school. You want to go live as it gets in the evening um, after school hours. That way, even if the dates don't line up to the traditional school calendar where, you know, teachers are off for summer break or winter break, um, even if they're still in school, they'll be able to participate and show up if you're showing up live in the evening. So lesson number one, choose dates and times, create a schedule based on your audience needs and not your own. Number two, lesson number two, and this is so important. There are going to be mishaps that happen, especially if you're hosting an online summit, technology is not going to work right. Um, So lesson number two is that you have to be flexible. You're going to create a schedule. You're going to, um, if you're doing a summit, you're going to invite speakers and, you know, you're going to be using different technology and platforms and you have to be flexible because trust me when I tell you the unexpected is going to happen. And so as I was planning my summit, I originally planned to use Zoom and then use the feature where I could stream live into Facebook groups. But I was having issues with Zoom. And so on the fly, um, I had to change over to StreamYard, which meant all of the invites that I had sent to my speakers. I had to resend them with new links to StreamYard. I had never used StreamYard in the past. Thank God it was super easy um, because I was able to figure it out and, you know, make it work. But had it been complicated, I 
would have totally been messed up. And so be flexible. Don't be so caught up in what platforms you are going to use, what software you're going to use, that if it starts messing up or if you have issues, like you can't adjust. You have to be able to make those changes on the fly. And so lesson number two is to be flexible and prepare for the unexpected. Speaking of preparing for the unexpected, some of your presenters, if you're doing an online summit, you are going to be pitching um, people to present. Many of them will say yes, believe it or not, um, even if you don't know them. Uh, me and one of my speakers, who's now a good friend of mine, Rob Phelan from um, simple startup. He laughs at me because he says when he got my email, he thought I was like one of those African princes making all of these grand promises. And so, and he was like, do I even take her seriously? And so we laugh and joke about it all the time. Um, anytime I see or um, email him, you know, I say, here's the African princess again. And so, um, you know, we laugh and we make jokes because I was honestly blind pitching um, presenters that I did not know. And so um, what I found is that many of them will say yes. But when it comes to an online summit, there's a lot of behind the scenes work. And so I was asking them to send headshots, bios, um, create short videos for their speaker page, and then to create a presentation, create like a workbook or worksheet that go along with it. And so, like I said, it was at a time when school was starting back, um, not only for the attendees, but for the presenters as well. And so they just got busy. They got overwhelmed and some people had to drop out which I didn't expect um, when I went into it I thought that if I got a yes that meant that at the end of the day they were going to be able to you know present and create a presentation but for all of them that did not happen and so you want to make sure that you prepare for that either number one ask more speakers than you really need. So if you're doing, you know, a summit where you need 20 speakers, um, keep pitching people until you get about 25 yeses. That way, if all 25 of them complete all of the steps and submit their presentation, then you have more than what you needed. And no attendee is going to complain about having access to more presentations, right? But if, you know, some of them fall off, it will be okay. Um, and so you want to make sure that if you're planning for three presentations a day or five presentations a day, whatever you're planning for, go ahead and invite extra speakers so that if someone um, is unable to fulfill the commitment, that you aren't screwed. So it's better to have more than what you need than to, you know, have a day where you only ended up getting one of your three presentations. And so make sure you ask more presenters than what you actually need. Lesson number four, <laughs> speaking of the unexpected, you all know um, that I believe number one in the power of 
um, building your business up. And as you bring in money to start using that money to get the help that you need so that you can automate your systems and continue to grow your business. In this case, that meant getting virtual assistance to help me because there was so much behind the scenes work to do, creating web pages, um, adding the presentations, adding the resources, sending out emails like Facebook ads. There was so much work to do that I, when I looked at the amount of tasks that I had to complete, I decided that I was was going to need two virtual assistants in order to uh, get it all done. Now, if you think back to episode seven, I shared with you five tools to get more done in less time as an entrepreneur. And one of those tools was my secret. Um, I called it my best kept secret, which was to get um, virtual assistance from Acadium. And um, I share with you that you could get like 10 hours a week. Um, I can't even remember how long it is now. I want to say maybe like three months, right? So you get an assistant for 10 hours a week for three months and it's like 300, 400 bucks. Like you so cannot beat that. And I still believe in Acadium. I still use Acadium for my virtual assistants. But what I learned is that when it comes to a big event where you are actively engaging as an expert, you want to be able to, number one, have great customer service. And you want to show that you're professional in every way. In order to do that, like I said, I had planned for two virtual assistants. And I had one that was supposed to not only be helping me with my web, Website, but as the summit went on, she was going to be the one that was in a Facebook group, you know, letting people in, answering questions, um, resolving all of the tech issues, which is something else that you should expect but I'll get into that later. But she was going to be doing all of those technical behind the scenes, um, making sure that the presentations were turned on every day, um, that they went live, making sure that there, you know, if there was any problem with one of the presentations, making sure that those were resolved. We had a podcast that went along with the summit. She was responsible for uploading the audio to the podcast. Like there was a lot of behind the scenes technical work that she was responsible for. And she quit on me (laughs) like the weekend before the summit. And the week prior to that, she really was MIA. And so that was definitely a lesson learned. She quit. It was maybe Sunday. I can't even remember the days now, but it was literally the week before the summit. And it was too late for me to get another virtual assistant and train them to do everything that I had planned for that person to do during the summit, 
which meant not only was I the host, but I was also the virtual assistant doing all of the behind the scenes technical work. And it was crazy. I still cannot believe um, that I was able to pull it off, but praise God that I was because um, when I say she quit, like no type of notice, just like I'm done. Um, Good luck, right? And so it was super crazy. And so the lesson with that is that when it comes to your events where you're going to be engaging as an expert, as much as I love Acadium, that is an apprenticeship program. They are not getting paid to help you. And so they don't have any skin in the game, which means that you want to get a real entrepreneur or virtual assistant that has their own business You are not training them. You're paying them um, for services that they are well able to complete. And that way they have skin in the game because if they do a great job, then you can shout out their business during your event, which will bring them more customers. And so they um, are just as committed to making sure that your event goes off without a hitch and they're getting paid good money to be there for your major events hire a reputable virtual assistant so that you don't get stuck with an apprentice that quits the week before your huge event. The final lesson that I learned can best be summarized by me saying to thy own self be true. Know who you are, know your energy levels and plan your event to match that energy. I planned for the Edupreneur Success Summit to be five days plus a pre-party. So that made the actual summit six days. And then in addition to that, for those that had the highest package, um, the Edupreneur Success Moves package, they actually worked with me for a month leading up to the summit, learning how to um, implement affiliate marketing strategies and really how to earn money from their online business. So that was about a total of five weeks of me actively engaging as an expert. And when I tell you that by the end of the summit, I was dog tired, Um, not just from hosting, but also from having to do all of the behind the scenes technical work that I thought my virtual assistant would be doing. Like I was totally exhausted. And if it wasn't enough to be hosting a summit that week, um, just like the teachers were in school, so was my daughter. And she was doing virtual at home learning. So I did not plan that well at all. And what I want you to walk away with is knowing and matching your energy level for your event. So if you know that, After three days, you're going to be tired because you're going to be showing up consistently for three days straight. Then schedule your summit to last three days or schedule your boot camp or your event to last three days. Don't make it five days. Don't make it seven days. Don't make it three, four, five weeks. Like that was bananas. And even though I 
thoroughly enjoyed the experience. Trust me when I say that the winter edition of the Edupreneur Success Summit will not be um, five weeks long. I am cutting that down to ensure that I am able to show up and give 110% every single day. And that's what you want to do and think about as you're planning your event and your opportunity to actively engage as an expert. Speaking of your event, you know what time it is. You know I don't give you all of these lessons without equipping you to put it into action. So it is my favorite time of the show. It is time for you to make your entrepreneur success moves. Let's do it. It's time to make your entrepreneur success move. These simple, actionable steps empower you to turn your classroom knowledge into a profitable online business by creating multiple streams of income. Are you ready to move from the classroom to CEO? Of course you are. So let's do it. This segment is all about making those entrepreneur success moves, or in other words, taking action so that you can build the business and become the entrepreneur that you are destined to be. As always, you can find a summary of the success moves as well as the show notes by visiting www.classroomtoceo.com forward slash 26. All right, so the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how to actively engage as an expert. Last week, I asked you for your entrepreneur success move to choose one of the five strategies that we discussed. And today, I want you to take your plan that you've been working on and compare it to the lessons that I've shared and make sure that you plan for each one of those scenarios so that you don't find yourself in the same spot and struggling with the same issues that I did as I hosted the Edupreneur Success Summit. So take your plan and make sure that the dates that you have selected are dates that work well for your audience. Also, make sure that you're flexible and prepared for those unexpected occurrences that will happen and have a backup plan. If you chose to do a summit, then make sure that you invite more presenters than you actually need so that if some of them back out, it's no sweat off of your back because you'll still have more than enough content to host a great summit. And to ensure that you're hosting a great summit, get the help that you need. Find a reputable virtual assistant that can help you do those technical tasks, especially during the days of your event, so that you don't have to worry about any of that and you can focus 100% on showing up and engaging as an expert with your audience. 
And then last but certainly not least, be true to yourself. Plan your event so that it's the number of days that you know you will be able to show up and give all of your energy. You want it to be the best and in order for it to be the best, you have to be your best. So plan your event for the number of days that fits you. Be true to yourself. I am so happy that you spent this time with me and I appreciate you so very much. I hope that my lessons have helped you and will help you to put on a wonderful event that totally empowers your audience. As always, you have everything you need to achieve success and become the entrepreneur that you were always meant to be. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Classroom of CEO podcast. And I will be back next week to give you part two of the behind the scenes of my five figure summit, where I give you all of the benefits and share with you the great things that happen during that week. I can't wait to share it with you. I will see you back here next week. Have a great day.